Hello, I'm Laura Waters, an HIV and sexual health doctor from London in the UK, and I'm here at the conference in Brisbane, IAS 2023, where we've seen some pretty fantastic data. So I'm joined by the wonderful Beatrice Grinstein, who shall introduce herself now. Hi, I am Beatrice Grinstein, infectious disease physician and researcher based at the Fundação Oswaldo Cruz in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for joining me. So the study of the conference, I think it's fair to say, is Reprieve. Reprieve was much anticipated after a press release earlier this year announced the study had been stopped early due to efficacy. And Reprieve is a randomized trial for people with HIV at low to moderate risk of cardiovascular disease who are randomized to receive patavastatin, a moderate intensity statin or placebo. The primary endpoint was a cardiovascular event endpoint and there was a 35% overall reduction, so the study was stopped. And understandably, this has generated a lot of excitement but also a lot of discussion about its relevance to all parts of the world. So Beatrice, can we start getting your perspectives, particularly from the area you work in? Yes, thank you, Laura. I think that the results are amazing and are a product of a very well-conducted study uh, that provided us robust results that uh, may, in the near future, change guidelines. For uh, Latin America, where I am based, I think it's a a major result. We do uh, have uh, as our major cause of death in the region, cardiovascular disease, and uh, it's uh, worse in individuals living with HIV as as in all other regions. But the point is that we have a lot of underdiagnosed cardiovascular disease so the benefits that the pitavastatin can bring or, or other statins that may be incorporated, the benefits may be beyond what was found in the study. And I think one of the key things that was really striking was the primary prevention studies in the general population. And one of the problems, of course, is these types of studies often exclude people living with HIV. But those studies generally show that the benefit correlates with LDL reduction, whereas reprieve, you saw an impact over and above the degree of LDL drop. So there's something else driving this. And of course, the discussion is, is this all related to inflammation? What do you think? Yes, I think that this is a brilliant comment, Laura, because the results are uh, beyond the levels of uh, LDL that were found. And so there is this entire discussion on the benefits of statin use to decrease inflammation and immune activation. And also uh, in a in a sub-study that was done uh at, uh, with, we, we were able to see that among women, immune activation and inflammation is worse than among men. So this is also a very interesting result from Reprieve, and we still don't know uh, what else, because this was done only using results from baseline. So longitudinally, we, we may find other important features. And, and it's good you mentioned women, because I think one of the great accomplishments of this trial is is that 31%, I think it was, of participants were female. Uh, they also collected information on gender identity, of course, which is quite unusual in these studies. And I think it's important, before anyone says 31% is not enough, actually compared where the studies were, uh, where the study was undertaken, actually 
the recruitment of women very well matched the proportion of, of, of the HIV population that were female in those areas. So actually they did really well. Um, but obviously, gender identity, a hugely important topic. I know it's one that's close to your heart. So could you comment on that also? Yes, I think it's brilliant that uh, Reprieve was able to do the breakdown by gender. And this is uh, really a phenomenal achievement for such a large trial in, in conducted in different regions. So these results are even more important. A paper was published with the baseline characteristics uh, of the transgender uh, women that were enrolled in the study, but I, we believe that given the study was conducted also in uh, low and middle income countries where in many situations trans women use hormones in doses that are much uh, above what is needed for feminization they, uh, because they do it without any medical supervision, it may be the case that there is a further impact uh, of the statins on this population, but this is uh, yet to be seen. And I think we need to sort of cover some of the objections. So I think people have expressed concern about the incident diabetes rate. So we know already that people on statins see a higher incidence of emergent diabetes. Saw similar in this study, although the, the sort of difference wasn't wasn't huge. And I think the general consensus is is that the benefits in terms of cardiovascular disease far outweigh any risk in terms of sort of accelerated development of diabetes. What what's your thought of that sort of diabetes risk? Yeah, I think that it's an important trade off. I think that the risk is well described, but. Uh, so far, what we have seen with uh, with reprieve, the reprieve results is that the risk was not uh, that different, uh, and that so I, I I believe that the results of the study can can really pay off on this on this uh, feature of increased risk of diabetes. I think one of the key things in in the um, sort of previous studies of primary prevention is the people who do develop diabetes were already at high risk. These were people with features of metabolic syndrome. And I wonder with Reprieve, it's always what people say, a study stopped early because it's worked well, but we're going to miss that opportunity for longer follow-up because maybe those diabetes curves, which weren't that different, as you say, they may have merged over time. This may be people who would have developed diabetes simply developing diabetes a little sooner. Now, the other side effect, of course, that's always in the press and, and people are always concerned about is, is muscle aches, but the rates weren't that different either, were they? Exactly. The rates were not that different and uh, the interruptions were not major given this side effect. So I think it's, it's positive. And I think the other thing is, is just how common they were in the placebo arm anyway, because these are common side effects, aren't they? So I think we've seen an incredible study. Do you think it's going to change guidelines? I, be I believe it will change guidelines. Let's see uh, uh, the pace of this change. But I, I believe that such a strong, robust result may change guidelines. We need to, of course, to see how to operationalize uh, especially in, in uh, low and middle income countries, who will prescribe the statin? Because if we do need to refer our, our patient to a specialist, this will really be uh, very complex because we have uh, fragmented health systems that will not, the, the, these individuals will end up not getting the benefit that they could, ha could have 
if such a drug can be incorporated into primary care. And of course, there are concerns expressed around cost because pitavastatin is the, the newest of the statins, but it's not that new because it's, I understand, coming off patent at the end of this year, isn't it? So that may make it more. Exactly. And uh, the, the authors of the, of the paper and the, the principal investigators, they, uh, of course, we studied pitavastatin as, as the statin, but... It, it is not uh, impossible that other statins also have the same benefits because it, it may be a class-related uh, benefit on decreasing inflammation and immune activation. So besides the issue that pitavastatin will come off patent uh, relatively soon, we have also these potential benefits that other statins may have. So I think uh, we've had a landmark uh, session, I think, with Reprieve at this conference. I, I, I think it's one that, that we will look back on as, as something that's really changed practice. And I think the one thing we, we have to point out, these, this average risk, the average estimated cardiovascular risk was just 4.5% uh, for, the, for the participants. This really did make a difference. And if nothing else, if this means that we are having more robust conversations about people who should be on statins already based on national guidelines, that's got to be a good thing. I think finally, of course, we have to say that this is all part of combination cardiovascular risk management. And we do need to think about optimizing other risk factors as well. But it doesn't mean we can't do them all together. Exactly. And I think it's always important because uh, this entire discussion will bring uh, uh, to the table as well the discussion on working on the, uh, uh, on the risk factors that we already know and that are, uh, of course, quite complex because we are having an epidemic of obesity, people living with HIV, uh, smoke, uh, use uh, tobacco more than uh, the general population. So the overall other risks are already higher among people living with HIV. So this is also the time to uh, to enhance this conversation while we talk about the results from Reprieve, we also have the opportunity to revisit these other important risk factors that we, we also need to work on. Absolutely. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for discussing such an important study. And I think we'll be seeing lots of presentations from Reprieve in the future. Thank yes. you. Thank you so much, Laura. It was great to talk to you.